race fans, I'm Michael Schumacher, and I just wanted to congratulate Gareth Jones on Speed for reaching the milestone of 50 episodes. Well done! But you know, you still have a long way to go before you match my achievements, Welsh boy. Yeehaw! Gareth Jones on Speed! You have downloaded Gareth Jones on Speed, episode 50, as an MP3 audio version of this podcast. From the 9th of March, this episode will also be made available to download as an enhanced version with images that you can view on your iPod or computer. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm, well, you know who I am. Uh, with me, Richard Porter. Just back from Geneva. Yes, from the motor show at Geneva. And how much did you enjoy? Because I know you went to Geneva last year and we talked about it on the show. And I yeah. know it's probably your favourite show of all the motor shows, isn't it? Why? It's about the only show I go to. I don't know. I've never been to Frankfurt or Detroit or Tokyo or any of these other ones. I've only ever been to Geneva and um, the Birmingham NEC. Which um, may, <laughs> may it rest in peace. Uh, and Geneva's great because it's quite compact, but also you get lots of new stuff there. And the biggest, I don't know, yeah, probably the most, for me personally, the most exciting car at Geneva this year. And it's not, you know, the Maserati 8C convertible, it's not the Zagato Bentley or anything like that. It's what up until now has been the, the Ford Verve and is now the new Ford Fiesta I knew you were going to say that because you, you being a Ford man I bring you good news Mr Jones from Faraway Lands because uh, that new Fiesta looks really good it does look like the concept it genuinely does really? yeah but more than that it's because the concept was concepty and you know quite complicated and the three door looks quite rakish and interesting they've managed to maintain most of that in real life and we were looking at it they had two of them we went to this little preview the night before they had a five door and a three door uh, for us to poke around and I was just standing and staring at it for a while in that sort of geeky way that you do and I was thinking imagine seeing these parked at the side of the street and then compare that to the existing Fiesta which let's face it is not the most exciting looking car in the world it's fantastic it's a really really nice bit of work and I met the bloke who designed it as well he's a proper Yorkshire lad who is? I can't, I can't remember his name okay. Chris he's called Chris right. um, yeah. but it's brilliant you know Martin Smith the boss of Ford Design who's also from Yorkshire and so they've got this kind of Yorkshire stranglehold in the Ford Design studio but yeah this, this, this guy Chris proper Yorkshire lad and uh, it works out of Dunton in Essex where Ford's small car operations are done Boy's done a good job. Boy's done a really good job because it's great. And the interior's nice as well. It's um, it's sort of uh, got this, what they're claiming is a mobile phone-inspired dashboard. But it's just it just feels like a step on from the last car. It's much nicer than, um, I don't know, I suppose a Clio or something like that. It's just a bit funkier. It's a bigger car than the Fiesta ever has been. It's sort no, of a, isn't it? no, no, it's not. It they looks the, huge. Kept the same size. Yeah, I know it does. I think it's, it must be taller. I've not checked this, but it's the same size as the old Fiesta overall in right. terms of what they call you know the footprint of it but it's lighter because it's based around the same sort of box of bits as that Mazda 2 which they put a lot of work into making lighter so yeah it's gonna it's a lighter car same size it's not getting ridiculously big it's not got that sort of like Peugeot 207 being a case in point where it just seems to be improbably huge now yeah. um, so no all good things actually but a lot of room in it actually it's not too bad back seat plenty of room I mean obviously the ones they showed off to us were the top of the range ones yeah. and, and so they've got all the bits of trim and stuff like that and the really really good seats which are yeah slightly retro one of the cars we looked at had these sort of uh, strips like uh, horizontal strips on the seat back and the cushion which are actually sort of almost plasticky Wow, but they don't you don't feel it when you sit on them. They've got kind of rounded ends, so there's this sort of retro ribbing effect on the seats, like a sort of 
block of four or five ribs on the back of the seat and another one on the cushion. Quite nice. It's one of those cars that feels like they've put a little bit more work in. Punto's the same. Yeah. You know you get that Grande Punto at the moment and, and, and some of the seats, you can get black seats, but they've got orange, like a little sort of orange noughts and crosses board almost of little orange squares in it, like a, a three by three thing. And it's like, it doesn't cost them any more to do that, really. It's just about putting the effort in. Devils the in the detail. Yeah, the effort yeah. that, say, you know, the VW Polo doesn't have in it. It's a really yeah. very sensible car, but it's just, you know, you don't get in it and go, yeah, this is nice. And that Fiesta, I think they're, they're most of the way there to making you get in and go, mm, yeah, this is quite groovy. A York Yorkshire Fiesta, I like that yeah, idea. Aye. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, d- I read recently that the Grand Voyager, yeah. the Chrysler Grand Voyager, was tested in Yorkshire. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because of the roads there. Yeah, I reckon. yeah, yeah. Uh, which made me think that you know the, the Grand Voyager. No wonder it's a Yorkshire Isn't car. It grand, grand. Uh, which reminds me, you know, another American thing: the Grand Canyon. If that was in Yorkshire, it'd still be called the Grand Canyon, wouldn't it? Well, you know, no, but people from Yorkshire like to underplay things. So just because, yeah, it's all right, Canyon. It's all right, you know. Better than one of them Lancashire canyons. Um, <laughs> I may gladden your Welsh heart to know, though, that, uh, that uh, amongst other things, Lexus have tested cars in North Wales. Really? BMW were interested uh, to find out whether where Rover tested their cars in North Wales, which they'd done for years, since the 60s. And BMW still go up there and test cars. And, of course, the original Range Rover was developed in Wales yeah. as well. Yeah, and Richard Parry-Jones. <laughs> he's Welsh, no, he's... Uh, yeah, he brings... He, well, he's retiring now, but as his hey, boss... Ha- Hang on, hang on. For the benefit of those who are not in the room with us, which I think is everyone except you and me, I actually punched the air when you said Richard Curry. Yeah, you did, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) It's quite sweet. He'd be very flattered, I'm sure. Uh, but no, he he has his favourite roads in North Wales, so four, all Fords have given their final shake down there, all Jags, all Land Rovers under his control. And he even had the last, uh, the current Mazda MX-5, he made them ship a prototype over from Japan just so he could go and test it on his favourite roads in North Wales. I and remember then, reading yeah, that as well. And then he yeah. told them it wasn't quite good enough, and all these little Japanese engineers were a bit like, oh. Good enough for Wales, good yeah, enough for the world. Exactly. Where, where are we going with this? Oh yeah, we're yeah. talking about Geneva Show, yeah. uh, not Wales. All at right, all. we'll stay with small cars. Yes, um, because this probably the smallest or certainly the cheapest car to show is this Tata Nano yeah 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 now it, it's going to sell in India for the equivalent of 1500 quid is that right yes. for the base model yes 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 really and well so yeah 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 no dead on Tata, uh, uh, Ratan Tata is a man of his word. And for that, you get a car that is pretty much like the uh, the Deu Matiz in terms of scale. Well, yeah, it's tiny. I mean, it's smaller than a Matiz, and the wheels are comedy small. They really are. But I think we're used to cars being, as they've got taller, getting wheels that are broadly in proportion, and suddenly you've got a car that's like an old Mini. I mean, you look at an old-school Mini, and actually the wheels on it are tiny. Were they 10-inch wheels or something? Yeah, originally yeah. they were. Yeah. I think the Nano rides on like 12-inch or 13-inch wheels. They're not actually that small. But anyway, the thing is, they brought a couple of Nanos to the Geneva show just to sound people out because I read an interview with Ratan Tata and he was amazed at the reaction that it got in Europe, you know, somewhere that he'd never said he would necessarily sell that car. But everybody went nuts, including the business press, who obviously interested it for financial reasons. So they brought a couple over, show them off at Geneva just because they got a stand there. They've had a stand there for years, actually. Tata, I remember, yeah, they've had those trucks based on... a Mercedes running gear originally uh, or something? I'm not sure. I don't know. No, they do. Well, they had the Delta Safari and stuff, 4x4s, and then of course the Indica, which became the City Rover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw one the other day. What, City Rover? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is this a record? 
Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm going to say it is. Yes, and basically, well, you saw an idiot the other day. Um, so yeah, Tata have had to stand there. So they thought, well, bring over a couple of nanos. We'll show them off to people. Just you know, see what reaction is. They've not ruled out selling it in Europe, but they've said it won't sell it in Europe unless it gets a four star Euro NCAP uh, rating. Big words, but anyway. Yeah. So there's is one it- on a turntable. And there's one on the sort of shop floor at the show. Now, can, can I just say, as a tattered nano, it's so small. When you say it's on a turntable, it was on like a record turntable, <laughs> a twelve-inch, was it? Spinning yeah, it's just. Um, and then they had uh, the tatter shuffle as well, which is much smaller, <laughs> but it hasn't, it hasn't got a screen on it. So you know, you take your choice. So yeah, they had these two nanos, one on the turntable. You couldn't get that. But they had one on the floor of the stand. I didn't see a bigger crowd around a car all day at yeah. the, a press day at the Geneva show but what was really interesting was you had to sort of muscle your way through the crowd and I was watching what other people did when they got up to this car and I know because I did exactly the same thing the first thing you do when you walk up to that car is you tap it to see how solid it to is to see well because it just I don't know but it's yeah. really weird and actually just it sounds like a, any other cheap car it just makes ding, 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 ding. it's not tinny particularly it's made of metal yeah. but yeah I think everyone thought it was going to be made of wet cardboard and they'd be able to poke their finger through it but I watched everybody walked up and tapped it it was locked so you couldn't get in they, some dignitary arrived with Ratantata and, and this very very subservient little Indian guy came up and opened the door for him he sat in I, I was standing behind him so I got a look at the interior which you know looks plasticky but, but not dreadful yeah. uh, and then this guy got out and very quickly the, the, the little guy with the key shut the door and locked it again and as he pulled the key out I noticed the key looked like you know if you go swimming at a leisure centre and they yes. give you a locker key the key looks like that <laughs> that's my scoop on the Tartanelli but no tap it everyone goes up and taps it but huge crowd everyone's fascinated by that car do you have to put 20p in the lock to get your yeah. key out but the nice thing is it comes a standard with a little uh, safety pin on it so you can hook it to your trunks when I, you leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I fancy a tattoo a nano because um, a, being a dad a, a great deal of my driving these days is delivering my two boys to various clubs and things that they do in the neighbourhood here in North London now mm. I love driving my big fast three litre very fast rear wheel drive GT mm. uh, great for motorways I don't really feel very good about doing these little one mile, three mile, two mile shuttle jobs in that. I'd love a Tata Nano for 1500 quid to do that. I might be tempted to buy one if it were available in Europe, but that's not the issue here. The issue that most people seem to complain about the Tata Nano is that, yeah, that's not a good thing. How many are they going to sell? 5 million, 10 million, 15 million, something? Uh, Some I can't remember the Millions. Things. A lot, yeah. A lot of people complain that it's, well, that's just going to put more cars on the road. It's going to destroy the environment and all that kind of thing. Two things I want to say about this. The first one is that we've got no right to stop any other country from developing uh, because we've been through it. We've made those mistakes. Mm, we can yeah, advise, yeah. but we certainly can't complain. And I can't remember what the the other point was uh, well the other object <laughs> of that car is to get uh, Indian families off mopeds and things that's what I was going to say I'm, I'm pretty sure that the average moped engine a badly maintained old moped particularly is putting out no more gunk and gas than, than a brand new modern engine in a Tata Nano so yeah whereas know. a Tata Nano will be carrying four people and <coughs> oh Violet Berlin what what about manufacturing <coughs> 
the, what the cost of manufacturing a vehicle like that and putting stuff into the the green guilty voice on the, you're like the green devil on my shoulder V yeah I think that everyone should just stop right now stop breathing and the planet <laughs> will be fine we should all become very zen <laughs> assuming that that's not going to happen the Tatanano's not a bad idea really I mean it's, it's a reasonably green engine isn't it oh uh, well yeah it's new it's, it's yeah. so yeah it's going to work reasonably well I don't know and, I mean, no would you drive one that. in London um I'll get back to you on that. I like the idea of it because I really like small cars. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really fascinated. I'm mean, genuinely fascinated by it because, as I think everyone is, as the crowd at Geneva proved, mm. that everybody and you know, car journalists who make up the bulk of, of the attendees on press day are a cynical bunch. But um, I think everyone was genuinely fascinated and enthusiastic about it and kind of positive. And this brings me on to another thing: another small car at the show. The Toyota IQ, which is sort of Toyota's take on a smart car, but it has three seats and it's front engine. And um, every sort of 15, 20 minutes at the Geneva show, there's another unveiling of something. There's a very rigorous schedule about this, you know, so you're told it's like 9.45, Citroen will take the cover off something, and then 10.15, you get to BMW and they'll do something and so on. Uh, and mid-afternoon, Toyota officially took this huge sort of illuminated tube. They descended over this IQ to reveal the production version of it. And I, there was no bigger crowd at any unveiling throughout the day as there was for this IQ, which I think tells us something. So people are fascinated by Nano, they're fascinated by Toyota IQ. You know, it's like, I think everyone's cottoned on there. Small cars might be the future. Mm. So, you know, let's see what people are doing in small cars. When they're doing something interesting, when they've thought laterally, as, as both Toyota have with this IQ and Tarza have with the Nano, you know, we can see a sort of future that, uh, you know, uh, they might be really good to drive as well if you really like cars. And so people have become sort of more interested in those and say Ferrari have just got to stand there with their normal stuff on it and a beautiful old Daytona, like 40 years of Daytona, so they've got an old Daytona and my heart leapt a little bit. <laughs> I, I believe in small, lightweight cars. I, I, I think the minimum automobile concept is a great place to start from. At one end, you've got the, the Aerial Atom. That's your minimum automobile sports car, mm. now available with a V8. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, What?! And then on no the other need. hand, no need, no. no need. And then on the other hand, you've got the Tata Nano, which is the minimum automobile, you know, people mover. If you well, like. I was thinking about this today, though, because I think if you if you're a real car fan, you understand that that fun is not index linked to power. Mm. I've had more giggles in a 59 horsepower Ford Ka mm. than I have in, say, a 200 horsepower Mercedes. Yeah, that's actually yeah. a bit a bit leaden and a bit dull. You mm. know, it's always about more than just power, and that's small light cars can be some of the best giggles you can have because there's nothing more satisfying than really ringing a car for all it's got I mean it's, Just it's, it's coming a back, yeah th- that's true when you're working at the extremes mm. of the car you're really driving yeah, it I mean I, you know, I absolutely bloody love BMW M5s and Merc E63s and things like that but they almost make it too easy to mm. go quickly and in the end you actually think I'm not going quick enough to use all the potential of the car and then you crash into something one last thought before we take a break stop enjoying yourself Berlin one last thought you know um if this deal uh, with Tata... Can we have a laugh track from now on, actually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite enjoyed that. I said something really crass and got, got a giggle from the background. Sorry, go on, yeah. If this deal with Tata does go through, and it's been stalled for three months or something now, it's supposed yes, to be announced... due at, diligence, what I was going Yeah, um, th- this is the deal in which Tata will acquire uh, the Jaguar and uh, Land Rover brands. Um, here's the question. Will they acquire the Daimler brand as well because then you could do like a, a Tata Nano the Daimler version the Van Der Klaar Tata Nano <laughs> <laughs> there'll be more from Geneva after this short break 
Preludes Records. Now this is what we call songs about central locking. Three. Featuring the Pit Stop Boys with single point entry. Hit the button twice when there's a friend with me. Because you know my car has single point entry. Salesman told me that it's for security. And that is why my car has single point entry. Run PMC with flipping it. Uh, uh. Push that button, it ain't that, that hard. hard To gain access to your Escalade When you're flipping it Yeah, yeah, flipping it Finger on the fob, it ain't so, so strange. strange Put it to your head to increase the range Increase the range When you're flipping it Watch me flipping it Watch me flipping it From James Shunt, the top 24 smash, battery's gone. The batteries have gone in the remote control for my car. I could use the key, but it would set off the alarm. And even if I could get in there, Something would still be wrong Cause without the rolling code The immobilizer stays on I need new Duracells For the remote to my Fiesta LX Now this is what we call songs about central locking Three from the people who brought you 26 ballots about dual zone climate control. You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed, Richard Porter's annual Geneva report. Richard, I just had a thought actually. Mm -hmm. I just had a thought. You know, the Fiesta. Yes. Launched at Geneva. Yeah. Swiss show. Yeah. It was originally going to be called the Verve. Yes. Right? Do you think. There could be a version by Bitter, you know, Bitter, the Swiss car manufacturer, that they should do the, 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 the Bittersweet <laughs> Symphony. I'm really sorry. It was just free, freestyling, freestyling. Um, can, can I ask you about a, a brand? You know I'm a Ford man. You've said so. But yeah. I, I'm also a Lancia man. Yes. Not yes. Lancia. 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 Yes, okay. Um, I had an Italian brother-in-law who kept correcting me, and I, I, I have to carry on with that. Um, there's a new Lancia Delta, which we're going to get here in Britain. Yeah. Tell me. It's as nice as my old Lancia HPE was. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? No, really? No, no. It's not. It's not great, really? particularly in profile. It looks goppingly massive, and the front overhang is huge. Really? It just looks a bit overdone. I don't know what it is. It's based on the Fiat. Bravo, yeah, which is you know a pretty nice looking car. You start mm. to see them around now over here, and, and yeah, that's all right. Quite a handsome car. I don't know. It's like they've sort of upscaled it by about twelve percent. It just looks too big and a bit too fussy and a bit overdone. And fussy's the word from fussy. From, yeah, I, the detail, a bit too much detail. Little haunches, bits of chrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's no coincidence that um, in pretty much a dead heat with Alfa Romeo, Lancia had the most sexy girls in the shortest skirts at the whole of the Geneva show 
who says the car industry is sexist and outdated but anyway um, and uh, yeah and I can't help thinking maybe they'd done that deliberately to distract people from the fact that they had this sort of elephant man car there they had a Fulvia there did you see a Fulvia no uh, no I didn't but there were I mean there was quite a lot of um, hubbub on the stand uh, quite a lot of crowds there because I think this Delta is supposed to be the reinvention of Lancia so people were obviously interested but Lancia Lancia <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I'm not convinced not about that uh, not convinced I, I'm nervous yeah. I'm nervous because uh, Fiat Group struggle selling Alfa Romeo in this country people like Alfa Romeos there's mm. still a sort of affection for them mm. I'm not sure that Lancia have that kind of reputation anymore no, I think it's just, just me and Frankie Dettori and yeah. that's it left so yeah. two cars then <laughs> one each <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah no, that's a shame didn't like that at all really not, not good ok staying with another Euro uh, well it's not a coupe the Delta is it but the new Euro coupe the, the Volkswagen Scirocco yes you like mister uh, I like but I'm not sure that it's a coupe it looks like a, a very pleasant slightly low hatchback Almost a shooting brake, if you will. Yes. No, it, it's not. It's 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 not that rakish. It's it is slightly low, but from a distance, it just looks like a sort of quite nice Audi A3 or something, mm. or, or or a Kia C. Yeah, the closest yeah. thing I can think it's it, 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 that it, it sort of equates to is the Volvo C30. Yeah, you know yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like that. But here's a weird thing: on the Volkswagen stand, the car that actually knocked me sideways in how nice it is is that Passat CC. You know that Merck CLS knockoff they've done based on the Passat. It's really nice. It looks amazing. I don't know who's going to buy it. My guess is no one because what's the point but god it's a good looking car in, in case you haven't seen it it's it's a slightly more rounded Passat with thinner B pillars it's one of those ah. sort of saloon coupe things well you'll say that Mr Johns but actually the B pillar's massive no yeah, but B hidden well massive. yeah hidden well it's got frameless doors now I want a car with frameless doors in my life yeah. it's why I secretly lust have a Hyundai XG30s and things like that I well, just like inexplicable frameless doors here's a car for you right this will go deep into your brain do on. you remember the Mitsubishi Diamante? Yes. You do? Well, better than that, because my, my, my brother out in Australia, uh, where he lives at the moment, has a Mitsubishi Magma. Or Magna. Ma Magna. 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 Which has frameless doors. Ah. I love a car with pointless frameless doors. Anyway. But you love the CC. Perhaps I CC. think it's a great looking car. Um, and speaking of cars on that platform, as we were, uh, Skoda Superb. New Skoda Superb. Not a handsome car. Not nice looking at all. However, inside extraordinary and it has this tricksy boot where it's both a hatchback and a saloon it's nuts now I can't see the point of that but I quite like the way they've done it anyway what a sort of a bustle back like. yeah it's like a bustle back right so you imagine it sort of looks like a saloon now you push one button on the outside the boot lid opens like a normal saloon but you can shut that you push another button and the whole back of the car goes up like a hatchback Oh, so it actually, the boot opens and the window takes Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I, it's wow. nuts. The first time I saw it, I went, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And the more I thought about it, I thought, why? Yeah. Why is that? But because basically, you know, it's a Skoda Superb, so the next time I go to a provincial town, I'll get a minicab and it'll be one of those. And So I sat in the back just to check it out, <laughs> to see, you know, to see, see what I'll be getting the next time that I'm, I'm back in Wilmslow. And, uh, and God, it's roomy. It's really roomy. I'm looking forward to three years' time when I can ride in one of those cars. Hold on, if I remember the 
previous Skoda Superb was yes. based on the longer wheelbase version of the Passat, the Chinese yeah, Passat, yeah, yeah, which right. is yeah, why yeah. the back is so roomy, yes, is it? Yes, yes, yes. And then this one, I'm not quite sure. They've got more clever with their platform sharing now, and they can do lots more variations of width and length and things like that. So I don't know which particular flavour of Passat this comes from but it is no I mean it's the interior is great it feels really quite well made in there and loads of room in the back Trixie boot lid so you know maybe open the normal boot if it's just a local job with a couple of soft bags but if you're doing the airport run you can open the full hatchback get some suitcases in there that's all I can think they've done it for next car the Land Rover LRX yeah well it was the LRX black at Geneva um, because I thought well they've just resprayed that concept that they had in America uh, but no, they were both there, the white one and the black one. So what they've done is made another one. Now, uh, in the past, you said that this isn't really a car. It's an idea for a car, and they haven't got the technology worked out that goes in. It's a hybrid system. No, no, no. Well, this is a separate thing. I think they're saying that this will be a hybrid car, but there will also be regular versions of it. What this is is Land Rover's take on the Mini. It's a small car from Land Rover. It's still a 4x4. It still sits very high, but it's funky and, and cheaper than a disco, uh, what's the smallest one? Freelander. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and they're going to do it. So the reason they did this black one was to show how you could then accessorise it. So it's, it had this contrast-coloured roof, which apparently is detachable. It's a detachable panel. What? Is that going to come off at speed? I don't know. And all these extra chrome bits on the front and stuff like that. And Essentially, and quite shamelessly, but clever enough because the mini sells a load they were just saying well you know this is our mini so minis get accessorized to death we'll show you how we're going to accessorize this they're going to do that car there's no question they're going to do it and apparently now it's things like the concept has incredibly thin seats because they're quite funky and apparently it's quite hard to sell a car with thin seats to people because they look in it and go mm, they're a bit thin like being in church and yeah. then so they're trying to work out how they can do it and make them look thick but thin don't know how you do I, that. I was one for Jeff Banks. Draw stripes down them or something. Mirrors, I don't know. mirrors <laughs> and smoke. It's the only way. No, do you remember that program? Uh, what was it called that, that, that we had here that was with Des Lynham? How do they do that? And oh, the, answer, yes. the answer was always with mirrors and computer <laughs> graphics. Always. And they never actually told you no, no. How, how they did it. Des Lynham went, well, Jenny, it's all done with computers and mirrors and graphics no anyway so when you when you interview someone from from Land Rover the new LRX the slim seats you can have some incredible drive how do they do it well we've used science and engineering essentially no you haven't (laughs) mirrors and computer graphics Des Lynham told me now another British car although I suppose the Land Rover is not really a British car anymore it's sort of halfway between here and India isn't it Hungarian another British car and probably the most ambitious car I would think at Geneva is the Morgan Life car yeah now Morgan are not known for doing cutting edge super technology are they well if you think that the, the, the regular Morgan the old school one has that front suspension that was originally developed in 1909 so it really? literally is Edwardian technology and uh, I said literally then, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> and uh and they've suddenly come up with this hydrogen fuel cell car, which they're doing in association with a variety of boffins. But the main point being that the most old school of old school car companies has actually stolen a march on a number of people with this amazing cutting edge technology. It looked really good. One of the fascinating things about it is that it has one, three, five section tyres. It looks essentially like it's running on bike wheels. Yeah. It's nuts. But I guess 
that's because you know low rolling resistance the stuff. figures claimed for it are unbelievable it, it recovers 50% of the energy lost through braking not something like 5 or 20% yeah, yeah, at yeah. the moment which is it's pretty crazy how are they going to do that I mean, I is, is it going to go into production or is it it's just a concept uh, I think it's a concept for the time being but it's something they're still working on as a sort of you know as a cumulative project to show the way forward but it's 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 a really actually a very nice looking thing. The interior is great because the dashboard has these two sort of rolls of old elm wood of some sort. It looks like a thirties radio in a nice way. Elm or ash? They use ash for the frame, uh, don't they? I wonder if they've gone with it's them. ash. I don't know. It's it's certainly a tree with three letters in it. I know that. <laughs> Could be oak for that matter, or willow if you took some of the letters out. Anyway, it's got this thing and it rolls down over the dashboard. It then sort of becomes comes the footwell for the passengers and then it sweeps up and it provides the backing for the seat so it's this one sort of continuous swirl of, of wood nice. which is sort of part of the structure of the interior it's really nice and they, they have this little video showing how it all goes together but the, but the means that the dashboard looks like a 1930s radio but in that kind of slightly groovy retro way like a Robert's DAB radio do you know what I mean it's yeah. got that sort of sense of modernity at the same time as being traditional it was actually really nice and, and so uh, if the future had happened in the past this is what it would look like yes Read a Dan Dare comic. That's what it's like. You. It could have been you. The word. Oh, yes. could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I knew there was one I was forgetting. Um, yet another British car I want to talk about. The, the new Jag XKRS. Yes, R hyphen S. Uh, I said because the badge on the back looks I think a bit dodge because it's got this hyphen in it and I said not dodge the car company just dodgy I was using <laughs> school slang there and I said why have you put a hyphen in it, it looks rubbish and they, they said oh we, we had to we deliberately did that because otherwise it's just RS and you know bit, yeah, well no it's more like it's everyone uses RS and Porsche might come knocking and go excuse me but you know stop nicking our ideas so uh, yeah um, alright all right, then Gareth Jones on Speed listeners if you ever see an XKR hyphen S on the road when you spot it don't shout to your car mate oh look there's an XKRS you have to shout oh look there's an XKR hyphen S yes yeah. oh, that was alright I mean uh, on the one hand disappointing it's got the same power as the existing XKR but nothing wrong with that it's not a slow car uh, they've done some stuff to the chassis which sounds promising but it just looked brilliant really good wheels you know, which I always think is important. Yeah. And a little bit of a body kit, and, and yeah, uh, fine. You know, it's basically a holding operation because everyone knows they've got this new five litre engine coming with 500 horsepower. Um, so this is just sort of a way of, of uh, keeping interest going in that car. And it looked brilliant. I mean, it really did look great. It made me do a little sort of man wee. I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say do a little man wee on I didn't a podcast. Say that again. <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's on the so subject sorry. of wheels, you're saying that wheels are like one of the most important aspects of a car they can change the nature of the car yes well. I was having this conversation with the absent Zog earlier this week who's who asked me should he upgrade his 944 wheels and stick mm. on a pair of set of Boxster wheels oh no 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 or should he, he should he have his original wheels restored I told him to have his original wheels yeah. restored yeah. but I, I, I said that if you are going to upgrade your wheels a box is not a bad area to go I was going to stick uh, Lancia um, into it's got me saying Lancia yeah. now I was going to stick Lancia Integrali wheels on my old HPE. Lancia Integral. 
And uh, I think that would have, because it's the same family, like half a generation or a generation later, it might just have worked. Yeah, I'm going to judge this on a case by case basis. But I think I've seen 944s on box to wheels. Not right. Because of what we're talking before about uh, wheels getting bigger to match the fact that cars are getting bigger, you put new wheels on an old car and it throws all the proportions out of whack. Mm. Looks, I think yeah yeah it can, it can look like a child wearing size 11 wellies yeah exactly or, or a Labrador puppy with a feet uh, are too big oh, uh, hold that thought for a minute alright two cars before we finish yes Audi R8 TDI the world's first diesel supercar yes yeah that looks alright actually they, they seem to have spanked it up since they showed it at Detroit it's, uh, they spread it red Look quite good. Look better than the all red R8 that I saw in uh, car park the other week, I'm, which I'm, looked terrible. Uh, did it have the black panel? No, I... everything was red. It looked like a gobstopper. I terrible. Don't, I don't like the black panel. I think it's odd. Mm, I think the silver one looks better. But anyway, um, we'll we'll spec up our R8s later. But the TDI one looked good in red. They seem to put some more blingy stuff on it, and uh, yeah, it looked uh, it looked good. It looked good. It looked better than in the back room at the Audi stand, as if they were embarrassed about it. They've got this one-off Q7 called the Q7 Coastline. I don't know why. Imagine Siegfried and Roy in car form. It was all white on the outside, tricksy sort of sparkly white paint. The inside, white leather. Oh, it was horrid. The only thing was that the boot was trimmed with teak with oak inlays, and that was really nice. But the white leather, no one needs that. It's a huge. I car. got told to get out of it as well because I was wearing jeans and this government. No. This woman came up and she went, could you, "Sorry, could you get out of that car? Because it is, it is a one-off, and um, the seats are already starting to, uh, to to show wear." Richard, next time we send you to a motor show, don't wear um, jeans. Don't wear jeans. No, <laughs> no. Wear, wear, wear a pair of cut-off jeans or yeah, something, or and then go you... naked. God, get out of the car, please! Don't <laughs> get the market. <laughs> Last car. Yes. Was this the most beautiful car at Geneva last year? And is this the most beautiful car at Geneva this year? The Alpha 8C previously, and now the Alpha 8C Cabriolet. This would have been the most beautiful car at Geneva, but for one tiny problem brought on by Alfa Romeo themselves. That 8C convertible is absolutely gorgeous. It is a stunning car possibly the best looking car of the last 10 maybe 20 years it's, mm. it's fabulous however beside the big plinth with the 8C and the 8C convertible on it and the beautiful Italian ladies there was a little sort of alcove and in it they'd got the Alfa Tipo 33 Stradale you know that uh, late 60s early 70s mm. road game version of race car and they'd mm. got the original prototype of that in this little dimly lit alcove with a mirrored ceiling which was faintly pervy in itself <laughs> and I just stood there and stared at that car that was one of my favourite cars of all time it's so beautiful so voluptuous and suddenly the 8C looked like it's kind of not quite as cute sister it was extraordinary so Alfa in fact scuppered themselves but if you haven't got a Tipo 33 Stradale hanging around and let's face it no oh, one has I, I did have but no well, mine got towed away I haven't <laughs> it's been crushed and uh, yeah 8C Competizione and it's Cabrio Sister beautiful cars 
You've been listening to Richard Porter and Gareth Jones and Gareth Jones on Speed. That's it for this show. We will be back on the very early hours of Sunday morning, hopefully within an hour of the first F1 race from Melbourne being over. We will have a hurriedly recorded report uh, without you, Richard. It's just me and Zog next time, I believe. So uh, Yeah, I'm going to ballet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a manly thing to admit to, is it? The truth is out. Say goodbye, Richard. Goodbye. And can you do what do they, a part de deux? What do they call it? Ballet? No, it wouldn't work on the radio anyway. <laughs> I am on point, and I was for the whole of that broadcast. Mm-hmm. Fear killing me. Gareth Jones on speed was a whiz bang production. <laughs>